0: And welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. It has been a minute, a minute and some change since our last real full episode. And here we are. Here we are, y'all. And if you can't tell by my voice, I'm so excited to be able to teach you and love on you and support all of you wherever you are in your relationships today Uh, for those Of you who've been wondering, I can't remember what I've been saying the last couple check-in episodes because they haven't been planned. Um, But I have really just been taking it easy and allowing myself to be in the creation mode and work on some things and create things and just rest. And it's been awesome. In fact, today's episode is inspired by one of those creations. So first, let's talk about what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about signs that you are in a protected relationship or in a relationship where you feel protected. And this is so important because in, you know, in this, podcast, I teach a lot about red flags. I talk a lot about trauma. I talk a lot about taking ownership and self-love and things to look out for, signs of dysfunction of relationships. But I want to talk about green flags. I want to talk about things for you to know that you are really in the right place or things for you to grow towards. For years, I have had women messaging me, asking me for things specifically for women in partnerships uh, and just focus on growing your partnership relationships because so much of the things that I teach are really about coming home to yourself and, and learning how to love you and learning how to be in control of your own boundaries and emotions and expressing what you need to your partner. Well, what does that look like within a partnership, right? And so this episode is one of those episodes or one of those going towards answering those questions. This episode is is actually going to be the beginning of a series of episodes that are going to be focused on coupleships and partnerships. And that is because I am finally, finally, finally doing what, again, y'all have been asking me to do for years, which is have something just for women who are currently in relationships or women who want to be in healthy relationships and how to grow and nurture those relationships. Because again, I spent, or let let me be clear, in healthy relationships, because I already talk at length about addictive relationships. We already have a program for that. We have a recovery school from Addict and Avoidant to Available program to help you break those cycles. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you say zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com, Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. And for the women who are in relationships or women who are wanting to be in healthier relationships, we are hosting a live workshop in August here in Houston, Texas, live and in person, and it's called the Let Them Love You Workshop. And that is because the common thing that I see that happens with women in our community, and when I say are, I mean the Black Girls Heal community, I'm not talking about the world at large, I'm talking about the the beauties and the souls that are here in our community, is that we will connect with someone who we really love and care for, that we want, to let them in or they are currently right now doing everything they can to show up for us and we will push it away. We push it away because we don't know how to receive. We push it away because we're not used to being happy. We'll push it away because we don't quite know how to communicate without without the drama. Because there's a part of us that feels insecure and we're afraid that it's going to leave and we're afraid that they're going to change their mind, that abandonment and rejection trauma is real. and so. We are going to be going deep into that, y'all. We're going to do a day workshop, and we're going to start in the morning. We're going to go through the afternoon, and we're going to talk about that. I'm going to teach y'all how to let them love you, let them give to you, let them comfort you, let them um, uh, console you, let them see you, let and allow yourself to just receive everything that you deserve and desire. We're going to talk about why it's hard. Where it comes from in trauma, we're gonna talk about what to do exactly during that time. And I'm going to have love seats, which we're gonna go deep. We're gonna invite women to ask questions, to answer them, to talk about what's going on and give you game plans and next steps going forward. And I'm so excited about it. I was going back and forth about whether or not to do this online and I know, I know, I know from our previous retreats and from other events that I've been a part of, is that there's nothing like bringing all that energy in one place. So, Saturday, August 6th is the day. And like I said, we're going to have several episodes where I'm going to be pouring into you and your relationships and your partnerships and helping you grow, helping you feel secure there. And then at our workshop, we're going to go even deeper. So it's gonna be a great time. I hope to see y'all there. You can learn more via the link in the show notes. And of course you can go to blackgirlsheel.org and find the information and sign up there while tickets are still available. So that's it for that. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode. So you can go ahead and get a pen and pencil and just write out the things that you are hearing and if you're currently in a relationship if you're talking to someone if you're back and forth in a situation with someone where you're like do i need to give this another chance is this is this salvageable is this something that we can actually grow in i really 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 want one of the prerequisites that you use for anybody that you are connected to whether or not you feel protected with them whether or not the energy, whether or not the environment of the relationship makes you feel safe. Now, again, the caveat is that when it comes to healing our trauma, the impact of trauma, I should, I should say, is there are some things that no matter how wonderful a person shows up, if we have an unhealed wound towards abandonment and rejection, we can continue to protect, project our own insecurities onto them. And, and we know this. We talk about this all the time. We talk about getting help, going to therapy, getting support, getting coaching, whatever it is that you need to work through those mindset issues to help you let that person in and let that person love you, right? And we need to be very mindful to not take all of the labor, all of the responsibility, and say, well, it must be me, I must I'm um, must be too sensitive, I'm asking for too much. If the person, if the relationship is not giving you a firm foundation, showing you that it's safe, sometimes it doesn't feel safe because it's not safe. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you're being protected because they really are just leaving you out there um, because they're actually not doing their part and you're so used to being in relationships with people who turn things around on you, you're so used to doing all the work and carrying all the responsibility, you're so used to trying to fix the problem yourself instead of requiring them to show up for you because you've had people in your past who have done that. And it's been easier for you to put on that cape until it's not easy anymore, until you start to feel the weight of it, the sadness of it, the disappointment of it, and the resentment of it. So what I hope to do is for those of you who are currently in relationships with people who are showing up in the ways that I'm going to be sharing, that you that this gives you more freedom to exhale and let those guards down and let that person in for you to see, okay, maybe this isn't as dangerous as I've been looking for looking for it to be. Because again, when we have been through so much relational trauma, we can be looking for red flags and almost inventing them when they don't actually exist and giving this person a really hard time and then getting mad at them when they're upset with us. And then we feel abandoned and rejected. And why are you so upset when I'm the one who's gone through trauma? Not realizing that it's hurtful to the other person when they are trying to love you and you're not letting them in. And for those of us who are in relationships with people who are not showing up in this way, I hope that this helps open your eyes. And helps you not join in, in the gaslighting because sometimes we can pick up how other people are gaslighting us and we we self-gaslight and we self-deny and we self-neglect and, hopes, and, and aims of trying to keep that person there. And if we repress our needs enough and if we try to be super chill and if we try to just go with the flow, then maybe what we actually need to feel safe will go away and it doesn't go away, y'all. It doesn't go away for a reason because it's not supposed to go away because you're actually asking for basic normal reasonable things but your trauma and these fools we can be connected to can make us doubt that and then again if you're not in partnership either because you just haven't met anyone or you have been scared to start to be in partnership i hope that this helps give you a roadmap on what to look for So this is not going to be exhaustive, but these are some of the things that I see often in the healthy relationships that I see in my students, uh, that I see in the world, and also what I try to direct the women who are in my care and in my support to look for when it comes to working through becoming more love balanced and love available, because it's easier to be those things when you're in the right environment that is conducive to it, right? Like if I'm If I'm with a fuck boy and I'm trying to work on being trusting, I am not setting myself up for success. So let's talk about the five things. The first one is that they tell you the truth. The first sign that you will feel protected or a sign that you're in a relationship that is protective is if that person tells you the truth. If you find that you are always having to compare notes and details if you are having to bring receipts to every conversation, if you are having to deal with someone who lies via omission, so intentionally leaving out details and then again turning it onto you that you're the reason why that they had to do that versus them just being honest from the start, that is a sign that something something is not right versus someone who is forthright about how they feel, uh, forthright with their thoughts, forthright with even if they are confused about things. Feeling protected in a relationship is all about feeling safe and secure. And lying is a form of emotional neglect that will send you into hyperdrive. It will send you to always feeling like you have to look, look behind you and look to see where the danger is coming from because That relationship has not given you uh, a safe space to just rest and be. You're always having to be ready to play lawyer. You're always having to be ready to be an emotional linebacker for yourself in case something comes at you sideways or in case You might need a detail in a really innocuous conversation for something later on, right? Like you never have a chance to really chill. And that's what makes it really hard for you to rest in a relationship. And it, it makes you feel unprotected because that person is not protecting you, which leads to the second way that you can know that you're in a protected relationship is if that person cares about what you need in addition to what they want. So when someone cares about what you need, they care. They actually, it's actually a priority to them that you feel happy, that you feel emotionally safe and that you feel secure. That's different than them being a doormat. That's different than them agreeing with you for everything. That person, your partner or partners, if you're polyamorous, can really want you to be happy and still have their own voice and still have their own needs, but they are not going to run over you and again, emotionally throw you to the wolves and emotionally abandon you to get what they want. The selfishness, the narcissism, the complete denial of you having any priority isn't going to happen all of the time. Now, again, keywords are all of the time. It can and does happen sometimes in human relationships. We can miss the mark, even with people we really love and care about. We can think that we're doing the best for them and we misunderstand or misinterpret what they need. We can act from our own trigger and do something that is selfish and self-seeking without realizing it. We can have a bad day. We can not want to say I'm sorry first. We can want to do what we want to do that day and not really want to do what they want to do that day. All of those things happen sometimes. But when it is the constant theme in your relationship that is always about what that person wants, that is always about their convenience, that is always about when they're ready, is always about how they've had a long day, how they've been doing more, how things are so hard for them. If you have a partner that plays victim a lot and doesn't show up for themselves and blames everybody for their issues and and does all that even though it's emotionally wearing on you because you're carrying all the load, either emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, and they're just leaving you stuck out. That is not an example of someone who cares about what you need in addition to what they want. There is healthy healthy compromise. There is such a thing as healthy interdependence where someone can be fully connected to themselves and also fully invested in how to connect to you and love on you without leaning into patterns of codependency. There is healthy sacrifice that happens in relationships too. And how does it happen? So... It can happen via having a conversation. Maybe your partner is not aware of what you need because they grew up in a totally different household. Maybe they were in long-term partnerships before they were in a partnership with you. And when you're with different people, different people may want different things. And so there's some unlearning they need to do on their own and relearning about you. Maybe they've been single for a long time and they don't really know how to do relationships. Maybe this is just stubbornness. And there's two different sides who need to come together and learn how to do life together. There can be a whole lot of reasons why, but conversation is one way that that compromise and self-sacrifice can happen. Sometimes you're with a partner who just intuitively or because they've done their own work is a very thoughtful person and they're very observant and they're able to uh, pay attention to what are the things that are important to you. They're able to to prioritize the things that they notice that you've asked for and they they remember it. You know, I, I see often that sometimes partners will, in their phone, literally keep notes on things that the other person has asked for or that they've made exclamations about or that's important to them so that they can re- remember for later on, which I think is really great. Sometimes it happens through their own self-education and self development work and learning about themselves, but also pouring into learning about relationships. A really interesting book that I never paid attention to because it sounded so ridiculous (laughs) and so binary that I was like, that cannot have like any credence to it. Uh, is the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And I just remember, especially, you know, my degree is in Masters in fa- Family Therapy. And I remember thinking in my very elitist thought pattern, okay, whatever. I'm not reading a book that says that. Just like there's another book that talks about men are spaghetti and women or something. I don't know. But I was totally playing it down. And I've recently started reading it. And I was like, huh, there's... There's some, there's some things in this book that make a lot of sense. I've been running by some of the things that it says about men, the author says about men to the men I have around me in my life. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what? Who'd have thunk it? So through your own, I'm just sharing that title in general, as an example, to just say as we grow as people, we can learn the things that we never knew that we didn't know. And we can bring that into our friendships, into our family relationships, into our partnerships, and we can adjust from there. And I'm sharing those in juxtaposition of what should not happen or what may may make you feel unsafe. When, if it happens, if the way that that person starts to realize what it is that you may need and want only happens at war, an emotional war on the battlefield where it's always a fight and you know whether or not always in your relationship is a hyperbole or if it actually is always so is it that every time that you are feeling uncomfortable or sad or disappointed you have to go through several hours of fights and negotiation and And big explosive conversations and they get triggered and they get upset and you have to work through emotionally calming them down and giving them space or you negotiating the relationship or you coming to a place where you out shout them or out argue them or out maneuver them before they get to a place where maybe they accept what you feel, where maybe they may pay a little bit of attention to it. You know, those kind of arguments and conversations, again, happen because we're human and because as, as we learn each other if there's different life circumstances or things that are upsetting to us or life is lifying is is not a red flag if those conversations happen but if it is the norm for your relationship if it is that you always feel like you have to fight to be seen to be heard to be to be valued that is going to make you feel unsafe in your relationship and that is why You know, even if the conversation ends on a good note, you can't see my air quotes, but even if it ends on a good note where they may say, I'm sorry, or they may uh, take ownership for their, their behavior, the fact that you had to be dragged through emotional hell for hours or days or weeks or however long the fight took, and you always feel like you have to do that again, you know, if always is a hyperbole or often, you know, more often than not that is emotionally draining and that makes it hard for you to feel safe, for you to feel uh, like you can trust that that person actually has your, your best in mind for them if it's not about them. And that's why sometimes those things can come up in fights and in relationships. So uh, just let's recap because I'm talking about both. I wasn't just gonna, <laughs> I wasn't just gonna talk about the green flags without pointing out what this may look like for my sisters in dysfunctional relationships. Only because I know what it looks like when you are really, really, really trying to hold on to something, or you're really, really, really taking the emotional labor, and you can hear someone talking about some positive things that are happening and you'll take the little crumbs, you'll take the little moments and you'll magnify them instead of realizing that maybe these things happen less than you would like them to. And also you may say, okay, they do care about how I feel, but you're forgetting the fact that you had to fight all day to get there. And that it's always a fight to get there. Um, I need us again to not gaslight ourselves. So just to recap, signs, are ways or things that can happen in a relationship that will make you feel protected is one if you have a partner that is telling you the truth, uh, without you having to fight for it. Uh, Again, I'm always going to give the caveat that humans are going to human and things happen and we're not no one is perfect. But You know that this is a person that operates in integrity and honesty when it comes to you and your relationship, that you can trust that they're going to tell you the truth and you don't have to go and do all the things that that will make you feel safe and that that is a person that you are looking for to be in partnership with because you know that you can just rest and rest in knowing that they are faithful in that way. Number two, you will feel safe in a relationship and feel protected if you know that they care about what you need in addition to what they want, that there's no real tug of war between the two, that they are going to actively be working towards how to be fair to themselves, but also how to love on you. The third way or the third thing that can happen and does happen that makes you feel safe in a relationship, that makes you feel protected in a relationship is if they do not allow others to disrespect you. Now, this is a biggie. This is a biggie in multiple ways. This is a biggie when it comes to the place of in-laws, when it comes to the place of outside friend groups, when it comes to the place of just walking around in public. <sighs> Unfortunately, for many of us, we may have had an experience, where we do not know what it feels like to be protected where we can feel like we are just living life out there and just having to be our own superwoman. Again, just to bring that example back up because I think it's so fitting. So many of us have learned how to put on the armor and put on the cape and it's it's gotten heavy over the years. And we really, really, really would love to have someone who will protect us in these ways but then also trauma and everything else will make us feel like, is this even possible? So it is possible. It is very much possible. And you're very much deserving of it. And one way that you can know that you're with someone who who cares for you is that they don't allow others to disrespect you. So let's talk about what this looks like. This looks like, and this is where it's going to get tricky, y'all. Y'all may have been with me up until now. And it, it may get a little bit dicey right here, uh, but... I'm gonna say the biggie right now first, which is in-laws. More than anything, or more than any other example, when I'm when I've talked to couples in the past or talked to partners and couples about feeling just really left out, they can talk they will talk about how a partner is not protecting them from insults, from manipulation from um from being ousted and excluded from being humiliated by a mother-in-law especially Uh, but it can also be grandma's aunties cousins uh, fathers and feeling like their partner does not stand up for them and and allows them to be disrespected and treated less than and treated as a nuisance and a burden and no matter how wonderful your partner treats you one-on-one when that happens with the other person there and present, or if they're not there and present and you go and tell them about it and they act like it's not that big of a deal or they downplay it, that can be so, 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 so very um, hurtful. And in the same way that I try to give grace and love to why this is hard to the other person when I was talking about uh, our mother wounds and talking about how hard, holding two things true at the same time that the hurt that we may have experienced at the hands of our mothers is very real and needs to be paid attention to, but also understanding that for mom to take full ownership of her things, that means she has to face a lot of her wounds and her traumas and her demons that can be so terrifying and painful for her. And just understanding that those two things can be existing at the same time. If you have a partner who, um, if they're a male has felt emasculated in their power Because of the relationships in their life, male, female, or otherwise, and you're getting disrespected, them standing up for you would require them to face those traumatic wounds that they probably don't even know how to face for themselves. They probably have figured out the way that they got along or the way that they made it was to go along to get along. And just try to minimize it and downplay it and ignore it and be the best son ever and go into their own little emotional hole. And so when you come around and you're like, no, like this is not my blood family and I don't have to take this and you're raising arms and everything. It they may not know how to handle it because the way that they've learned how to survive is to go within. And that may explain it, but it doesn't excuse it, right? Again, two things could be true at the same time. And so the more that they don't stand up for you or show up for you, the more hurtful it can be for you. Contrast that to a relationship where you are being disrespected and that person steps in, male, female, or otherwise, and they're like, this is my partner, if you have an issue, you need to talk to me. You do not talk to her about that. Uh, If uh, we're not going to do these games or, you know, if she can't come, I'm not coming. If you will not listen to her with the way that the children need to be raised and the way that she wants them to be parented, they won't come over. For them to become the middle person and be that shield and protector for you is, is a beautiful thing. If, if, Friend groups are doing the same thing, bringing other people around to try to break all up, starting rumors and things about you, making fun of you, comparing you to their previous partners and doing it very outlandishly and they are not stepping in and you find out about it or you hear about it or you're there when it happens. That can be very hurtful versus if they set them straight and claim you and say that you are their partner. And, I, and y'all know what I mean by claim before anybody gets upset, but, but that they protectively in love say that you are theirs and that no one is going to treat you less than because you are their priority and you are their partner, right? That, that does something. And also in public, like there, y'all, there is nothing like being in a relationship or friendship a partnership and I'm also including friendships, y'all, because many times we will magnify romantic relationships as being the end all be all and the most, the highest form of partnerships. And we will forget the fact that we are being just as romanced and loved and cared for in our platonic friendships and in our family relationships. And we will completely deny that those things are happening saying well i know that they love me and i know that they care for me and i know that they're helping me and i know that they gift me things and i know they give me compliments but if i had a woman next to me if i had a man next to me then i would feel better and y'all we're the ones who invite our own our own pity parties we're the ones who create them and we're the ones who You know hang up the decorations and just allow us allow ourselves to feel really low and just say i wish i had love in our in my life when you're surrounded by love and it's up to us to open our eyes to really receive that and rest in that and feel that fulfillment and feel that joy and happiness because if we don't know how to do that with what we have in front of us it's going to be really hard for us to feel that way when we have even more blessings and even more abundance because we're in that place of lack we're in that place of feeling like it's never enough we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors hey we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Not realizing that it doesn't feel like enough because that starts on the inside of us because we are not in a place of full gratitude. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with, So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships, eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. But what I was about to say, if you were in any relationship and you're going out in public and seeing someone step out in front of you because they're protecting you from a threat that they saw that maybe you didn't see, or maybe you did see and they had their arm around you or they're scanning the scene, Y'all, the way that that, I don't know about you, but the way that that makes me feel so good and so special and so safe and like I just want to be around them all the time. Seeing women, especially black women, protected and stood up for in popular culture and media, which again, some of y'all got to hear me talk about that a little bit before. Y'all, there is nothing more reaffirming to your humanity and dignity. And less you just rest assured. But when you feel like you always have to protect yourself and that you're just stuck out there, it reaffirms any feelings of rejection and abandonment that you may have as if you are not deserving of being protected and maybe even resentment that this is always a place that you find yourself in and feeling a little bit hopeless. Versus looking at who do you have around you? Anyone who you have around you, y'all, who's leaving you to the wolves, maybe shouldn't be in your inner circle or even in your life. Anywhere, Anyone in your life who persistently is always like, well, I'm going to protect me and I'm going to do what works best for me and just leaves you out there, does not care, <laughs> does not care enough about you. Maybe they care but they don't care enough about you. And yeah, I'm, just, I'm not gonna qualify that. You need to be with people who who believe you matter. And I don't think that's reaching for, this, for the stars to say that. I think that's basic. You need to be with people who believe that you matter. So in addition to, that's number three, you want to be in relationships with people who don't allow others to res- disrespect you, and also, they don't disrespect you as well. I'm going to say this again for probably the upteenth time. Humans are going to human. We have disagreements. We have fights. We have petty arguments. I Was this? Y'all, I can't remember if this was me in real life or if this was something I saw on the internet. But uh, I think this is someone I saw on the internet, but I saw one girl. <laughs> Just evidence that even the people who teach this can be acting up sometimes. But I saw one thing about this girl who, like, I want to say she hid one of her boyfriends or her husband's shoes. Like, the pairs were still there, but she hid one of the shoes um, someplace else. So they only had one shoe. (laughs) And I just thought it was funny. Um, But that's that's not respectful, y'all. Y'all, listen. Am I going to delete this? No, I'm gonna keep, I think I'm going to keep it because this is real. Um, but humans are going to human, right? So when I talk about them disrespecting you, I'm talking about emotional abuse. I'm talking about mental abuse. I'm talking about verbal abuse. I'm talking about physical abuse. I'm talking about sexual abuse. I'm talking about financial abuse. The same theme of they want to make sure that you feel happy and safe and secure even if they're mad at you for a day or a week or, you know, a few hours that they, they're in their feelings, but they do not want any harm to come to you. They do not want you to feel uh, dehumanized. They do not want you to feel less than their priority is not that they feel so much in power that they could give a care how you that they couldn't care less how you feel. And that's what you want to look for. If you're in a relationship with someone who's always fighting dirty, who's always shooting slugs, who resorts to stonewalling you and pushing you out until you feel like crap, until you are emotionally begging and in pain for them to come back around, that is not very respectful. If you find that they are, and this is not an agreement that you have in your relationship, if they are flirting with other people in front of you, if they are taunting you and comparing you to previous people in your life who've hurt you, i.e. you're just like your mom, that's why your ex-husband left you. That's why, and they're always saying and doing things that make you feel like crap. That is not someone who respects you. In regards to the invisible labor that happens in the house, if you're with a partner who always downplays how you show up in the, in the family and how you show up in the relationship and the things that you contribute, that shows a lack of respect as well. Now, I'm going to say here in case I haven't made this clear before that humans are going to human and i think almost all of the ones that i've shared just the contrary version of it the the opposite end so uh if they struggle with knowing how to prioritize your needs in in addition to their needs if they don't know how to honor what you bring to relationship in in addition to them you know a lot of these things are things that are built for couples therapy they're built to help a mediator again if people come from different households, different relationships, you're learning how to share literally as adults, especially if you're someone who's been single for a long time, or you're older, uh, we can get very in our, in our journeys towards towards loving ourselves and getting more secure in ourselves. We can also get very fixed in what works for us. And to have a life with someone, to to build a a partnership, even if it's someone who you may you may consider your soulmate, learning how to share is frustrating. <laughs> learning how to be emotionally on, even with someone who excites you, even with someone who you just want to make smile all the time, that can that can be Stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find the right word. <laughs> um, that can be stressful sometimes, even with people who you're deeply in love with, and so you may need external help, external support to help you hear what that person is saying while also balancing your own thing. Right. So, I'm not saying these things for anyone who's like, "Oh man, we definitely just got in a fight with about this last week," and you know they don't really know how to honor what I bring. I'm not telling you to break up with that person. I hope you don't hear me saying that and if you do. That's why I'm telling you right now. Because maybe y'all just need to have a, uh, a mediated conversation to work through it. Um, and to help you find mutual ground. And something that I tell my clients, and I'm sure I've told y'all before too, that your decision on what works for you and what doesn't work for you is a neutral I hope I'm saying that word. I'm using the word in the right context, but there's no moral connection to whether or not you, in your relationship, it works for you to not require someone to show up in a certain way, but in someone else's relationship, it's a deal breaker. So for example, in one person's relationship, it may be a deal breaker that some person is not verbally affirming all of the time about, what they do and how they show up, that can be something that for them is like, I just feel so unseen, and I feel taken for granted, and I feel unacknowledged. And for another person, they don't really need that, but they need that person to show up that they care and that they are seen in other ways by helping out by uh, gifts by you know, what some of the other love languages, but that is for you to figure out. And it's also for you to see, okay, if this person continue to do this forever, would this make me feel happy and safe? Or would this weigh on me? Would this emotionally deplete me? Would this be emotionally toxic for me? Would I become resentful? Am I already resentful? And I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with it. You gotta choose because part of being in a partnership and a relationship is choosing that person for exactly who they are. And not who you want them to be. And so, if you have been talking with someone and going to therapy and going to counseling, and that person is not able to pivot in a way that makes you feel emotionally safe, and you've done all of your emotional work and all the emotional labor you're in, you need to decide is this something that you can deal with? And for some people, it's gonna be like, all right, I love them enough, and this, all of the good outweighs this smaller thing. And for some other people, it's it doesn't outweigh it and that decision is totally up to you let me say this and 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 it may or may not fit but it just comes to mind as i'm recording this sometimes i will have students and clients who are who are just dating somebody and they've been dating for just a few months And they'll be be going through these problems with these people and seeing some of the concerns that I'm bringing up here. And they're like, should we try couples counseling? And if you are newly connected to someone, you don't have anything legally binding you. You don't have any property binding you. You don't have children binding you. You don't have any real ties outside of the fact that you really like that person. If you are seeing these things happen, you are not bound to stay with them. During couples therapy, when you just met somebody, to me, sounds like a lot of work and you can totally disagree. And again, please take ownership of your own life and what feels for you. Take what you need here and leave the rest. If it doesn't fit, leave it. Please leave it. Um, but I just think, and I know, the, the first few months are supposed to be the honeymoon period. And if you are putting out fires, if there are so many red flags, you feel like you're in a circus. If there is just so much going on, you have to work on your own self-love and self-respect and knowing that you deserve more. That one, even if life has been this chaotic and toxic and hard and relationships have been so this traumatic in the past... The future you, this next chapter, it don't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this hard. And if there's a part of you that doesn't believe that that's possible, if there's a part of you that when I say that and when you, when you feel that, there's a little twinge, even if it's just a moment, even if it's just a second, that's like, but what if? You got to deal with that, but what if? Because that what if, that but what if is what's leading a lot of your relationship decisions. That, that lower self-worth, that lack of self-belief, um, that self-doubt that you may be projecting onto other people. Why can't I meet somebody who's, who's good for me? Well, there's a part of you that doesn't believe that someone is good enough for you. Um, and you may be taking people who don't meet your standards or meet what should be your standards because you're afraid that you may not be able to get it. Okay? So... someone's giving you the blues y'all you don't need to stay you don't need to stay and and you can have better and you can wish them well and you can say i'm I'm sure you're a great person and you're going to be a good person and you can you can leave and you don't have to stay friends with someone um to to do that as well that's another another little sneaky thing that we do we will call it We will stay friends. Again, you can't see my air quotes. We'll stay friends with someone because of two reasons. There's usually two reasons. The first one is codependency. You are so afraid that by you setting boundaries, you're hurting someone, you're ruining their life. They're never going to make it without you, that they need you around them to be a good influence. They don't need you, hun. They had a whole life before you. And they can find other people when they are ready to change because it's typ- you're typically breaking up with them for a reason. And again, you're not a caseworker. You're not a you're not a social worker. You're not a therapist. You're off the clock unless they're paying your retainer. And even then, you get to choose who your clients are. <laughs> you, know, you don't need to pick them up on your roster. Um, you don't have to stay connected to them. You can release them to make space for the people who... Have the energy and the space to pour into them freely and then the other reason why we may call it staying friends with them is because we want to keep that attention and keep that validation in our back pocket um, we want to keep it as a backup and all that does is just makes it easier for you to fall into situationships if not with them but with future people because you're feeding that fear that you can't have what you want so you got to cut ties y'all you got to cut ties and you get to decide what cut ties means. I go through and I support women with cutting ties, what that looks like in our programs, but I'm just saying that for you right here because I don't know everybody's story. That's just my suggestion. Again, you get to do what feels best for you. All right, so recapping green flags, (laughs) because I'm doing a lot more explanation of the bad parts than the good parts, but, Green flags, if you're in a partnership with someone who tells you the truth, they care about what you need in addition to what they want, that they don't allow other people to disrespect you, that they do not disrespect you as well, and the last green flag is they like you as a person. Before I talk about them liking you as a person, let me also say, a sign that someone respects you is also apologizing. Um, It's not that someone always gets it right, it's not that someone is bowing at your feet and laying roses, which... That'd be nice. And that goes both sides, y'all. Some of us are so focused on what we get from relationships that we forget that we are partnered to a whole human being who has our own emotional needs and wants, male and female. Okay. For For my queens that date men and marry men and partner with men, please do not forget that those men also have real life feelings and hearts and desires and need to be esteemed and loved on too. Don't let the muscles fool you. They need it. Don't let the facial hair fool you. Don't let the inability to be as loquacious as you are about your feelings fool you, that they have less feelings than you do. They have them, okay? So show up for your partners as well. But um, apologies, with that said, an apology is a sign of respect as well. Um, And you can give that person the same gift, okay? Okay. Now, the last sign that you will, that will allow you to feel protected and safe in a relationship is if you feel like they like you as a person. Um, Some of us are feeling very despised and very, we can feel the resentment from the other person, we can feel the grudge, we can feel the emotional wall that they're only tolerating us, that we are being used as a placeholder. Uh, that uh, we are roommates, that we are not equals in some way. And you're just trying to deal with it. And again, that can be and feel emotionally depleting and and hurtful. And you if you, if you come from a past where you are only seen for the things that you can give other people, that your emotions are neglected, that you never had people take real joy in your presence and get excited when you entered the room. Like if you grew up as a little girl and that wasn't your experience, it makes you more susceptible to be in relationships with people who do the adult version of that. And so here you are feeling less and less loved and taken care for and esteemed, and you're wondering what's wrong or, the only emotion that you allow yourself to feel is anger instead of the hurt and betrayal and resentment underneath it and you just um it just eats at the relationship and you don't feel emotionally safe you don't feel emotionally safe to give to show up to be sexually intimate to partner to be honest uh you might even want to go outside the relationship for some of those things you know and it happens it happens when you don't feel like someone likes you as a person. Like if they just wouldn't chill with you if they had the choice. If y'all didn't live together, if y'all didn't have, um, if you didn't feel obligated to be around each other for for whatever reason. So when you have someone whose eyes shine when you walk into the room, uh, and this is even past the honeymoon period, right? You know, people who have been together for a long period of time will talk about how the love shift has shifted. From a very intense, passionate, you know, rip your clothes off kind of thing every moment where the passion may still be there, but it may look different. Where there's more security and safety, that there's more companionship and just comfort in having that, that, that partnership, right? If you, because they like each other because they're friends. And if you feel like this person is not your friend, if y'all were to meet each other at this point in time, just strangers on the street with the same energy you currently have and y'all would not get along and y'all wouldn't like each other there may be some repairing that needs to be done there when you feel like that person is your bestie or not even your bestie but just a friend because you know some people will talk about how uh, you know they'll have friendships that that complete them and support them in different ways than their romantic partnerships which is also healthy again you get to decide and you you too are the ones who know what works best for your relationship. Um, so don't don't fall into the trap of doing what works for other people. You need to pay attention to what makes you feel emotionally safe and secure and what makes the other person feel safe and secure. And that is functional for what you're growing. But when you feel like you're in partnership with someone who's your friend, you feel safe to dream you feel safe to explore, you feel safe to share your emotions, even when they're not the pretty emotions, even when they may be a little bit uncomfortable. Basically, when you feel like someone likes you as a person, that's secure attachment in the adult form, you know, so instead of it being the baby who knows that they're loved and know that they're always protected by the secure parents, so they're free to explore and do what they want, you because you're connected to someone who's a safe space for you, you feel that same safety and exploration. You feel that same um, security and knowing that you are deeply loved right? And so that's what you want. That's what you're looking for. Does this person like you? Um, do they find joy in you? Do they do they admire at least one thing about you even if y'all are opposites in so many other ways, Do they look at you with admiration and, again, with respect for who you are and what you bring into the world? A sign that you can know that you may be in a partnership with someone who doesn't really see you or acknowledge acknowledge you or like you as a person is if you find that you may start to shine a little bit less. I see this a lot with women who may have described themselves as very extroverted or um, ambitious or... uh, even if they were introverted, that they had talents and they liked to draw or paint and do things that brought them joy, but they are with a partner that maybe scoffed at those things or didn't really appreciate them or kind of drug them to their level, that they may find that they stopped showing up in their full self, in their full light because it wasn't appreciated. And so it became easier, again, just to go along, to get along, maybe to do the things that the other person wanted to do, or they just stopped feeling as confident Because they weren't getting the affirmation and the joy that they were getting from the outside life with the person that they are spending the majority of their time with now or a lot of their time with now. And so if you find that you are shrinking back in some areas because you're with a person who doesn't make you a better person, that's the other thing that happens when you're in partnership with someone who likes you as a person is their belief in you makes you want to shine brighter. It makes you want to do more. It makes you want to be a better person. I mean, we hear that all the time from people who are in healthy partnerships. Uh, it's, it, they bring out the best in you uh, just because of that of feeling that you get from them. And so those are the types of relationships that you want to be with. And for the thousandth time, all relationships go through ebbs and flows. So it may not be like this 100% of the time, but you want it to be more often than not. And if you're with someone who's a healthy partner and you're finding that this is happening more or less than often, but you've had a really healthy foundation, again, this is what couples therapy and couples coaching and um, mediation and... All those things are for, to help you figure out, okay, where is the disconnect coming from? Where is the miscommunication coming from? Because it happens. It happens to the healthiest and the most open people because we all have blind spots. We are all seeing things through our own best experiences and our best intentions. And we do the best that we know how. And we all need a little bit of help. That's why humans are built to live in community. We're not built to figure it out on our own. And if you're someone who is experiencing a lot of coupleship relationship dynamic issues and you've been trying to figure it out and getting books on Audible and doing all this stuff on your own, um, no shade because I'm an Audible queen. I love my Audible. But your best perspective is only going to get you so far. You really, 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 really need an outside person to support you. So please, please don't drag on any discomfort and stress that you're going through in your everyday life because you are a little bit prideful or even a little bit fearful to reach out for help. Uh, You get to pick the right people to help you. You get to pick the people that you vibe with, the people that you feel like you can trust. And if you meet someone, even if they come highly recommended and you're like, this ain't it, it ain't it. And you get to move on and find the person who is going to support you in the language and in the energy and in the vibes that you need and you want and also the expertise. Um, I, yeah, I'll share this um, just looking at the time, but I, one of the things that I found, learned in my graduate program when I was studying to be a therapist is that when it came to client outcomes, I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to share this with y'all. Well, I'm already here. (laughs) When it comes to client success rates, research found at the time that I was studying, research found that a person's level of expertise mattered 10 to 15% in how well that person did in therapy. So that means that a person who had 15 years of experience versus someone who had five years of experience, it wasn't like the person who had 25, 50 years of experience necessarily was a better fit for someone just because they have more years. What mattered more, And again, I'm going to butcher these um, percentages, but what mattered more was, um, I want to say it was between 25 to 30, maybe even 35%, but like the, the therapeutic relationship mattered more than twice as much, whether or not a client got better. And that's because... It's all about trust. It's all about whether or not you feel like that person actually likes you and cares for you and actually has your best interests at heart, that they are invested in you getting better, that they are motivated. And if you are going to talk to someone, therapist, coach, or otherwise, and you feel like they're just sitting there and you feel like they could, couldn't care less on what's going on with you or that they're just you know, watching the clock, it's going to make you feel very defeated. It's going make it, to make you feel even less motivated. So I'm saying all that to say, y'all, that if you have ever been scarred with finding help before, that person may not have been the right fit, but that doesn't mean that that person doesn't exist for you. And so I really want you that if you find someone, if you come across someone that you feel like gets you and you feel like the way that they talk about things really you connect to, to reach out, make that appointment, make that next step, Uh, go to whatever they have available and, and participate. Okay. So that's it for today's episode. I hope, I hope, I hope that you found it helpful. I hope that you feel connected to it. And I hope that this helped the people who needed to hear it. So if you are one of my lovely ladies who Feels connected to me and would really love to have more support in this area and letting someone love you. Maybe you already connected to someone who is super healthy. Maybe you are wanting to be connected to someone who's super healthy. Maybe you're a little bit half and half. Y'all working through the human issues, and you know that maybe they have their parts, but you also have your own parts and letting them in, letting them nurture you, love you, connect to you. I would love to see you in Houston, Texas. I would love to hug your face. I would love to just connect with you and um, answer your questions to help you go deeper with that um, and give you give you some tools and some skills to bring back to your relationships. Uh, you can join us at our Let Them Love You workshop on August 6th and come and get your life, girl. So uh, you can learn more by going to blackgirlsheal.org. Again, that's blackgirlsheal.org. And clicking on our Let Them Love You workshop link. And also, you can just click directly on the link in our show notes if you're listening to this on a podcast player. So, so sending you all love, and I can't wait to see you in our next episode. As always, take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.